You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heats UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy. Before we come on to today's episode, as always, please, everybody, check out the YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV. This is where we host our game day from the UK live pre-game streaming show, amongst other things. And uh, if you've seen it before, we have just announced today that we are doing season three of our drunken top 50 reverse draft. That is always a lot of fun. Uh, five NBA UK accounts come together to try and put their lists of players into a top 50. We do it in reverse order, which makes it even more debatable, more funny, more chaotic. Uh, and we get pretty drunk whilst doing so. So uh, that is going to be live on the YouTube channel. Join in, get involved. It's a lot of fun. That is happening next Friday, the 22nd, 7.30 English time. So come and join Miami Heat UK TV and subscribe whilst you're there. On to today's episode. And we are going to do something a little bit different today, not predominantly heat related, but we're going to look at the wider NBA views today as the matchups are set almost. Uh, we, throughout the East, we are going to look at all the uh, playoff schedules and, uh, and give our, our takes on it and some predictions. And to help me with this, I'm keeping it in the family today. I've got my brother, Philadelphia 76ers fan, Bobby Healy with me. Bobby, how are you? What gave it away? I was a Sixers fan. <laughs> For those listening on the pod, Bobby is dripping in Sixers gear, and, and rightly so. You know, rip your stuff, man. Rip your stuff. How you doing, bro? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm very, very excited as the playoffs are here. It's yes, absolutely, and it's uh, best time of the year. And what a playoffs it's going to be! Is it is the most evenly matched. We love it. We can't wait for it. And it just so happens you will be facing in the first round the Toronto Raptors. So welcome. Toronto Raptors fan and my cousin Chris Howard. Chris, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, I'm very good. And just like Bobby, Chris is is dripping in Champions 2019 NBA gear. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> absolutely wearing his stuff. He is and the right, last legitimate so. champion as well. So yeah, he likes oh. to he likes to remind us this all the time that the Raptors were the last legitimate champions. The bubble didn't happen, apparently. And uh, and last season's was uh, was a, a reduced schedule, so again didn't happen in Chris's eyes. So uh, the Raptors are still the, uh, the current reigning champions, according to Chris. Uh, well, no, to be fair, to be fair, Dan, like after losing in the finals, it didn't happen for you either, did no, it? The bubble it didn't was, matter. It it was was crazy. Crazy. <laughs> asterix, asterix that season, it didn't, it didn't happen. It was rubbish. So uh, so yeah, it's just going to be it's going to be tasty because we're going to get onto the Raptors versus Sixers, but that'll be last. We're going to do this. Um, one to eight, then two to seven, three to six, and we'll finish with the four to five matchup. So let's get straight into it then, guys. And it just so happens that my team, the Miami Heat, who locked in the one seed in a brutal Eastern Conference, we don't know our opponent just yet. We're still a matter of hours away from knowing that. The Cavs play the Hawks tonight in the final playing eliminator to see who takes on the Miami Heat. Boys, I'll start with you, uh, Chris. Um, first of all, as I said, we don't know who we're going to be playing yet. Now, is that a a hindrance to the Miami Heat in the fact that they they are now two days away 
from their first game, game one, round one, and yet we don't know who we're playing. Is that we've got a scout for both teams? Is that a hindrance, or is the fact that you know we've had a week's rest, we, we would have been well prepared? You'd like to think that regardless of who we play, it should be hopefully relatively simple business. But is that is that a problem for the Heat? Should they be worried in any way that they don't know yet who they're playing? No, I, I think you've just summed it up pretty well. Uh, I think you're a number one seed for a reason. I don't know what your records were against all of the teams. So I think you've got enough depth to deal with any of them, really. Um, I don't see them being too much of a problem, really, for the Heat. But ideally, yeah, you'd want to know. But Heat are so deep and so well coached, they'll just adjust on the fly anyway. So, they're well, as I said, they're well-rested. You've obviously got an older team that are going to need that kind of rest. Um, and obviously, like Depot coming off injury and things like that, that can only work in your favour. And you're going to watch all the other teams kind of do their bit. So... And then you just get set for it, really. So I, I don't think it really makes too much difference. I think they're too they're too deep, too well coached. And as I said, I don't. I, they must have winning records against these teams to be where they are. I don't think they're strong against any of them. I think I looked up badly enough. I must have completely forgotten about the actual playing because I actually wrote down that you you're playing the Hawks. I think because I remember you talking about it so much. I'm sorry, Cavs fans. Um, which I do actually think that the Cavs would be a more difficult matchup. I do actually think because because Allen's going to try and play tonight. Um, you should be good enough for both of them, but the Hawks for me, I'm not. I'm not too sure on them really. You've got Young, which obviously is a superstar, and they're not as good defensively as everyone thought they'd be. So the Heat will find holes in that team, and the same with the Cavs really. So I think they're just sitting there waiting with their feet up really at the minute. And then when it comes to it, I'm sure they'll have scouting plans set for all of them. It's just whether what one they go with, really. So they'll be they'll be prepped over what that that Spo team is never going to leave like a stone unturned. So it, it doesn't make a too much a difference really to me. Yeah, I think that um Spo's already sort of said, look, it, it's not it's not a big deal. We're we're well coached enough to be able to sort this out regardless. They're playing games, they're playing heavy playoff games already. Um, obviously everything's on the line, season's on the line. So uh they're already playing hard intensive basketball. Now I just come back to your point there. I think that the Heat swept the Cavs 4 and 0 this year. But uh, sorry, the Hawks 4 and 0 this year. But we actually oh. lost, we actually lost we was one and two against the Cavs. We struggled against them, especially in the early season. Um, Bob, oh. how, how do you think this <clears throat> playing, this final playing game will go down? Will it go to the will it, I mean, I think the Hawks are slightly favourites. I think they're about minus three on the spread. I think that that's quite generous. And if you're a betting man, I'd get on that. I think the Hawks have personally got enough to get this done even though Alan is back for the Cavs tonight. Um, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be a uh, Hawks fr- get through this one? I do. I do. And, and that's nothing against the Cavs. I just think towards the end of the season, I think the Cavs kind of blew themselves out. I think they're just tied. Quite a young team, obviously overachieved, massively overachieved, in my opinion, what they what they should have been. Um, adjusting, even with Alan coming back, I, I don't think he's going to be fully fully on top of his game it, the Cavs can win it but no I just think the Hawks just just will have too much for them in the end I just it's a shame for the Cavs because I've really enjoyed watching them this year I really have um, obviously Garland's a, a joy yeah. to watch play basketball an unbelievable player but yeah I just think if if Allen was fully fit and didn't have this injury coming into all of this I might be saying the other way around but I think it's desperation now for, for Allen to be back. I think that's just pure one last throw at it. So, no, I'm going to go with the Hawks. I think they're going to get through that one. Okay, so just stand with you then on a quick follow-up question, if that's the case. And I agree with you. I think the Hawks will have enough to get it done tonight. 
the Cavs were a big surprise this year. I don't think many people had them to be a playoff, playoff contender. But considering they were most of the season, three quarters of the season, a four slash five seed, the fact that they're now, according to us, not going to qualify for playoffs at all. Is that a disappointing season in the end? Or have you just got to say hats off to him for even putting themselves there in the first place? Um, ultimately, I'd say it is. I think the safe thing to say is, hey, look, look we, we never expected to have this season. And wow, look at what we did. But I think when you make it this far and then to drop out, not even make it to the actual dance, it will be a disappointment for them. It will. But I, I think they'll be back. I think they, they, they're only going to get better, in my opinion. They're because they're... Yeah, this is it. A few years ago, you were you were looking at them as just having no future and arguably one of the most bleakest outfits in the league. And now suddenly they're out this way. So, yeah, I, I think it's a disappointment only in the fact that they made it so far and then it dropped out towards yeah. the end. And then obviously injuries don't help them either. So, yeah, disappointment in the end, I think. Yeah, and uh, obviously Sexton, who missed most of the season as well, to come back, he was looking exactly you know, all-star caliber player. So exciting for the Cavs and good for them. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they've had a couple of seasons of rough basketball since LeBron left. So let's assume then it's the Hawks. Let's get some predictions on this series. Um, Heat v Hawks, let's say. We could be wrong, but let's say Heat v Hawks. Chris, what do you think? I'll have the gentleman sweep for Miami. Because I think they'll go up big in the series. And then you know what it's like. Unless you're proper business-like, which, okay, you could go and sweep them. I do think that Trey Young is a problem. Small guards are always a problem as, as good a playmaker as he is. And I said, they'll, when a team's in desperation mode and you're, as I said, in a corner of a cigar on your hands, then like halfway there, then they're going to nick a game, I think, uh, on their floor maybe, and then you'll just go and close it out. So I would have, um, yeah, the heat with a gentleman's sweep, I think. It could be, it could well be a sweep, but I do think Atlanta are, dang, are potent enough offensively. They, they, they bleed too many points defensively, but I think offensively, they can nick a game and just where you're just going for the motions a bit and you just close it out. Okay. Heat and five for Chris. Um, yeah, Bob, as I said, last season, they were a regular season juggernaut, made the Eastern <coughs> Conference finals. Um, today, though... Don't remind they, me. Sorry. Today, though, <laughs> they, uh, they are at best an eight seed. It will be the Heat if they get there. What do you think? Um, I would probably agree. I think either team, even if it is the Cavs, I know we're talking Hawks because that's what we think, can cause some problems for the Heat. There's no doubt about it. I think any, we've seen that the Heat is at, sorry, the East is stacked this year. Um, but I would agree. I think five. I think when we when you spoke earlier about perhaps having that week off and not being able to scout and stuff like that, sometimes that could play to the advantage of the other team in that they've just kept going. Do you know what I mean? They just kept playing. And sometimes maybe he might have to blow off a little bit of rust or whatever. But So maybe they can nick the first game or whatever. But no, I, I'd agree. I, I would say in five. Listen, the Hawks, as as you just said, were an Eastern Conference finals team last year. And, you know, they, they overachieved. But I would still look at this as a disappointing return for them after last season. But I just, whilst they've got some players that can definitely, definitely hurt the Heat, um, no, I, I, if they if they took two games, I would be shocked. I just think here just got too much from in the end. I really do. Yeah, I, I think I agree with both of you. I think they will nick a game. I think they've got the potential to do that. Um, they're, they're a dangerous team. They're a threat. They will probably make, um, you know, a series of it. I can maybe see it going to form, um, as I said, all the home teams winning but then us nicking that fifth, that, that fifth game. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you and go Heat in five. Um, yeah, disappointing season really in the end for Atlanta. They would have definitely have wanted to have built on the success of last year, but they'll come again. But OK, we're across the board there. 
Heat in five, we're saying. On to the two and seven matchup. And uh, boys, a blockbuster. The Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, this is an Eastern Conference final calibre um, uh, matchup in the first round. It is going to be popcorn throughout. I can't that's wait. About, that's it, about the Kyrie hatred. Well, yeah. Boston. Exactly. There's lots of uh, there's lots of avenues. Lots of little stories within a story. Exactly that. Exactly that. Um, boys, let's start with Boston. Um, a tough start to the season, Chris. But my God, after well, even before All Star break, but certainly from All Star break onwards, uh, the number one rated team in efficiency in terms of offensive rating, defensive rating. Um, defensive they turned into the ninety six balls basically. Yeah, defensively, an absolute juggernaut. <laughs> Um, I mean, the, everything is with them at the moment. Brooklyn, um, I mean, we know obviously the reasons from dropping low, but even at full strength, guys, I know they finished the season 4-0 and in the games where they really had to win. I think they had Cavs a couple of times, Pistons, Rockets, so you was expecting them to win out. But in when they needed wins, Brooklyn did lose to Grizzlies, Hornets, Bucks and Hawks when they needed wins. But, Chris... Kevin Durant and Kyrie in playoff mode. What do we matter. say? What What are you thinking? This is this is so tough, isn't it? Well, those those games you just mentioned, it's just a case of taking you off the ball. They're like we're that good. We just turn it on when we need to, and they've obviously left it too late. But oh, this this series is a proper series. But it all hinges for me on whether Ben's going to play because you hear leaked to the press whether oh, I was going to aim to games four and six, but then Kevin Durant saying, "Oh, I don't expect him to play at all." And it's all psychological, psychological stuff, but I don't know. It's a proper pick and series for me, but my pick depends on whether Ben plays because I do actually favour Boston in the series because they play defence and they can score, whereas the Nets obviously got two unbelievable players, but they're just going to beat you in a shootout. And what have I got down here? The Boston won the series 3-1, but obviously some of the games Kyrie can play as well because of the vaccination mandate. So... Do you want the pick them already, or just want to still talk uh, about? We'll come back to picks it. Yeah, yeah, mate. It's 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 num other than our series that I can't wait for that because that is again another bloodbath series. Um, and as I said, it's gonna be very interesting if uh, the Nets can nick one of the first two to see really what this Boston team is made of. Because as I said, that thirty game stretch in the season they were just unbeatable, best team. If you look at the history in terms of like offensive rating, you look at the numbers they were putting up, they were, they, they, it was a historic run, basically. That's how unbelievable they were. They were just absolutely battering teams from both sides of the ball. Yeah. So, Bob, let's... I know you probably don't want to talk too much about Ben Simmons, understandably, but let's assume that it's to what the media are telling us, because that's all really we can go with at the moment. The media are saying that he could be back from game four onwards. Um, and Chris is sort of saying, look, that maybe sways on what where I put my pick here and who goes through. But is it a big ask to ask for somebody that's been playing that's played no competitive basketball all season to walk into a a um, a, a, a bloodbath of a series in your first action against a ridiculously good team? Is it going to make much of a difference? Uh, I mean, I think with a player like Ben, potentially, because what I would expect if Ben does come back is for the coach and the team to just say to him, just do what you're good at, just defend. We yeah. don't we don't need anything out of you. So, you know, I know we won't get into the development of Ben's game, but in, in the sense of if he's going to come back here, he's only coming back to provide that defensive bit of steel, right? I, 
I don't think they're going to look for him to try and develop a jump shot or try and, and, and change his game right now. So I think he could, because he might just be told, get out there and just defend. That's all we care. Get out the defend, get the ball, just get it, get out of your hands and, and that's it. So he could. Does he have an absolute monster difference in a series? I, I don't know. It depends how bad the injury was, what kind of shape he's in. I mean, Ben always looks like he's in good shape. So it might just be a case of him just coming in and just providing a bit of defensive still for him. And against teams like Boston, that could be vital come the end yep. of it. Yep, I agree. Um, Chris, there's a good question for you. If you take, as it is now, with Kevin Durant, who can win a game against anybody on his own, Kyrie, who's like probably the most clutch player that we've seen since we've been following basketball, and Ben Simmons, who can come back around game four and maybe just do exactly what Bob said there, just come in and do what he's good at. Against a big three of what Boston have got that may not have the superstar awareness. So I'm talking Tatum, Brown and Smart here. But as a unit, they are probably the most efficient three across the NBA right now. Whose big three is going to win this series? Who would you go with? Who would you lead with? The Nets. Because for me, if Simmons comes back, 80% of what a player is, for me, they're favourites, even more than the Suns. Because... Mm -hmm. Like what Bob said about how much difference could he make, I, I I would be shocked if he's not further along than what they're alluding to because yeah. all the hype on him, there's no way that the scrutiny is going to be on him already. They drop him into a playoff series when he ain't shot a shot or he has, he's only just barely started running, no chance. He's already ramping it up. So he's closer. So if you want a luxury in a series to just pick Ben Simmons and just drop him on Jason Tatum and go, there you go, go and guard that. That for me is a, a serious changer. I think he's that big. But, again, he could be rusty and how far along is he going to be? That's that's the thing, or conditioning and stuff like that. But look at, the, as I said, the size of the man and uh, like the what's on his resume. Like, drop him into a series. Like, Brooklyn do not need scoring. That's why when his trade went down with Harden, it made them all rounded. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't need shooting. They need defenders. And for me, if he, whatever happens this year, whether they go out and they don't win it, Next year, if he gets back to what he was and then Joe Harris gets back fit, then, wow, like, it's going to be a problem next year because yeah. they, they still, it still might be enough anyway. When you've got them two who can both drop 50, you might not need to play defence, but I think you'll need to in this series because Boston are that good and they can limit, limit them. But yeah. that loss for Robert Williams, though, is humongous. Mm -hmm. I don't think you realise how big it is. And then they've got Al Horford coming in and Daniel Tice. All capable players. But Rob Williams, as I said, was absolutely humongous for him. Potential defensive player of the year as well. So I, I, I'll disagree. I think Ben's a huge, huge asset to put on it. But I do think it's all cloak and dagger. I think he's further along than what he is. And he, I think he will play in the series. But what, how far along is he going to be? Is he going to be able to make enough of, it, of a dent into it? If he comes back the player that we know he is, Boston are in trouble. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Boston take the first two games as they're at home. Um, that we see Ben in game three. Um, I think it could go down like that. He's absolutely further along than what everyone's saying. Yeah. And he's doing, they've been saying that as well. Everyone's saying that he's, he's, a, he's all time confidence high, etc. Um, it's going to be ridiculous. It could easily go either way. Um, try and call this one's lads. Uh, Bobby, I'll start with you. Um, the superstar power of the Brooklyn Nets against the number one rated efficient team in a defensive and offensive rating. The best team by far, really, since all-star break in the Boston Celtics. Who are you going for, mate? Oh, my God. It's a toughest one. That is a toughest one. You are talking about what? The, the Nets are like chaos and just 
hurt you and just got and then you're talking about an organized well-drilled outfit do you know what I think it's going to game seven oh my god and then I probably have just after oh my god it's so it's hard pick it's a pick em. I'm gonna to have to go with Nets I, I am because even though you favor that home team I think it's going to game seven and then you kind of think the home team will get it done I, I just think in toxic environments in in nasty environments like the garden or something like that this is where KD earns his bed and, bed and butter I can't even speak bread and butter and I think he'll just I think he's I think they've just got the two players that can hurt you the most in the league um, so I'm just going to pick the Nets Nets in seven for just both. Chris what are you saying if uh, it depends if Ben plays for me if Ben doesn't come back and KD is what I wish then I have Boston in six. But if he comes back three or four, then I have Nets in seven. Okay. Nice. So I'll have to pick one. I'll, I'll probably say the same as Bob because I do believe Ben will play. And I do think he'll do enough of a job to or on Tatum to limit them. But it depends. Does he come back three, four? If he comes back five or six, it's well, it's well too late. Because as you said, if, Boston, uh, if, uh, sorry, if the Nets take one of the first two games... Then well, because they say a series don't start to a team wins on the road. Yeah. And I do fancy the Nets to take one of them too. And then imagine that it's one all, it's the event home court is back with the Nets, and they go, All right, Ben, there you go, mate. Like that, that's that's for, for the storyline, that's what I want. I don't want Boston going up 2 0 because then it could crumble. But for the neutral and the popcorn, it's got to be one all. That'd be absolutely unreal. Yeah. Okay. Great so series. Going to Lynn with Boston. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's probably going to go to literally to home court. I think, like, I don't think anybody will take one on the road. I think it will go back and forth. And if it goes to game seven, if you ask the Boston Celtics fan now, you're, you've got a one game eliminator at the garden, at the TD garden. Will you take it? I think they'll say yes. Um, mm. I just think that they have got enough. I know, look, these players, they've got the best player in the world playing for in Brooklyn. Um, as, as we said, the most clutch player, a player that a magician who can make anything happen. But I just think that Boston, if anybody's going to stop them, it probably could be them. They're most equipped to do that. Defensively, they're incredible. They've got the defensive player in a year in Marcus Smart playing for them. Tatum is going to obviously going to grow again this year. Uh, Brown's been exceptional again. Uh, yes, they are going to miss Williams, but I think they've got enough to do it. I just think they've got enough to do it. And I think that, yeah, it's going to come down to... Um, just, I just think that they're a little bit too chaotic defensively, the Nets, and that could hamper them. So, again, it all could come down to Ben Simmons, you're right. But I'm going to side just with the Celtics. Incredible series. Can't wait to watch it. Let's move on to the three and six, guys, which is the Bucks and the Bulls. Um, what do you make about Chris Bucks? Um, got a lot of plaudits last year for when they played the Heat in the last game of the regular season or the second from last game of the regular season last year. And they said, all they've got to do is lose this and they get an easy route to the finals. And they didn't. They put a full strength team out. They smashed the Heat off the court, which then went, they, they met up with the Heat, who had just beaten them in five games or six games, yeah, five games the year before in the bubble. Um, and they got so much plaudits for that and rightly so, because they then met up with the Heat and swept them. This year, they've done a little soft tank to avoid the nets and get the boat and get the balls. What do you make of that? Is it clever or bottling well, it? It's hard because you were all on two and a half. I think I think they're all on two and a half with the game. So it's kind of anyone could get anyone. It wasn't clear cut a tank to them to definitely get the balls. It still could have been in the other, the other it was in the Celtics hands, weren't it? Basically, who they wanted yeah. to play. So it, let's be honest. Business, yeah. yeah, it couldn't have it couldn't have worked out any better. The, this this is the draw that everyone would have wanted. 
probably either than that or the Cavs, but even the Bulls because they just don't defend. They can't defend. So this is, okay, I think they originally said they weren't going to do it. They were just going to literally play their guys and just, because you only said, look, mentality while we play, we play. So that's why I was surprised when they sat everyone. I was like, oh, here we go. But then even then, it wasn't a given because there was three teams on two and a half games back from yourself. So it could have gone okay. either way, really, but they, okay. they must they, be bobbing around. They gave themselves the best chance, didn't they, to get the balls? Yeah, yeah. But, but ultimately, <laughs> it came down to Boston and who did wanna, they want to play. And fair play to them, it was like, who you either play the balls, but you potentially give up home court in a later round, or you do it this way. So it is, there's ups and downs to both, pros and cons to both, really. But this is, as I said, for me, is, is a non a non contest, really, which I feel really, really bad considering the, the season they've had. We spoke before early on in the season that we felt that the balls are going to be really, really fun to watch and they can score the ball as best as anyone. And no one more than me is delighted to see the market and the praise that he deserves. We see it year in, year out. He's a much better player now than when he played for us. But he's done this for us and he got zero recognition for it. So, like, my guy, I'm so happy that he's getting the praise he does because he's carried that team at times and he's been incredible. We've won MVPs this year, one of the MVPs. But ultimately, they've got no match for... They've got no wing defenders. They've got no... Their best defender's injured. He's been injured all year, which is awful for ball. Um, they've got no one to match up with Yanis. They haven't got a defensive-minded coach in terms of can uh, scheme for free or anything like that. And I don't, I just don't know how much resistance they're going to be able to put up. I, I just think it, it couldn't be easier for the, the Bucks. They've still got to go and win the tie, but it's a horrible matchup. I feel bad for DeMar, to be honest. But what, he's still got to go and win the games, but it's a, it's a bad, bad matchup for the Bulls. Yeah. Bob, um, when everyone saw this team get constructed last year, everyone said, wow, this is everyone's league pass team this year. It's fun, it's exciting, it's young. Um, you know, they gave Levine the best chance to go and enjoy himself and win games. And for a long, long period of this season, they were doing that. You know, they were the one seed for quite a long time. Mm. Um, we all said the question marks all point towards defence um, and obviously didn't help by losing Lonzo Ball for most of the season and having long periods without Caruso. <laughs> um, but what do they do from here, the Bulls? Because they'll be pleased that they've had a fun and relevant season. But their their record against the big teams, I think there's something like two and thirteen. Two and eighteen. It's just it, it, it's not championship caliber at all. Um, so what do they do? Do they just run it back and give it another go and hope they get better luck with injuries this year, or have they got to try and do something to get more rounded defensively? Uh, I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because they 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 did a lot of work in the off-season building this team, made a lot of surprise moves, but they made a lot of moves that that made them better and they made them a playoff team. So it's worked, but there, there, there is no championship team there. So it's that question again, isn't it, of do we just accept who we are? Do we just accept that we're a good team? We're, we're a playoff team, but that's it. We're a first-round exit, maybe a second round if we've got a favourable first-round yep. um, tie. I, personally, I think they'd like to have fun with this another season. Um, but I think if, they, if they're serious about trying to get better, then, then realistically at some point they'll probably have to trade Levine or they're going to have to trade something or trade a, a big package. to. They're going to have to get rid of one of their better players. Yeah. Um, so I think they give it another season. I, I don't think there's anything obvious there for them to, to, to do right now. Um, I think it's been a case of this is the Chicago Bulls one of my successful teams. 
has been just out of it and with no direction. And now they're just, they, they've got a direction. It might not be the true, true elite teams, but it's a fun team. And, and you know, I know we all want to win, right? We don't want a, a team that just turns up and goes out in the first round, but sometimes that's good enough just to get the ball rolling again and, and make some moves whenever the moves are right. In my opinion, but yes, sign up your question. I think I think they've got another season like this. Yeah, I think the only way really they can do it is touching on with what you just said there. I thought, I, you know that it would probably mean they have to let Levine go because they'll get a decent return for Zach. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's, due, he's due to be paid though. He is due to be paid. This is it. So, and, it's um, going to be a sign and trade. Otherwise, going to walk. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. going to be an interesting summer for what Chicago do. But you're right. It might end up just being the fact that they look at it and go, "Well, look, we're relevant again. We've had a fun season. Bulls fans would have loved this season." regardless of how it goes down. So uh, just coming back to the matchup then, let's get some predictions. Um, probably a lot more straightforward than the previous one we just spoke about. Bucks, as we know, can turn it on when they want. This should be pretty straightforward, Chris, shouldn't it? Yeah, I've, I've, I really hope for DeMar's sake it's not, but I think it's going to be a, the only sweep I have down because I just don't see how they can keep up with the scoring because yeah. Bucks defensively are so good anyway, especially yeah. when they're in playoff mode and they switch it off and they suffocate the pain that... Okay, Demise is going to get the calls. He's, he's um, obviously Levine's obviously a great shooter. Is um, Vucevic going to turn up? But I do think that they're going to have to work for every single bucket they get. Whereas the Bucks will get out in transition. As I said, they run their sets and they've got no one to guard Yanis. So what do you do? You either put you in the basket or you foul him or he gets the M1 anyway. So I just don't see how they keep up with the scoring. Um, I'd love to say a gentleman sweep unless they shock them out the gate and they get the first one. But I can see. I can see them basically blowing the doors off them in the first game. Uh, basically, I've been there myself and they're waving white flags and God, and it's, it's awful. You're down like 20 after the first quarter because they start fast. And that's all I can see is um, I can't see how they keep up the scoring. So I think it's going to be a sweep, unfortunately. Yeah, OK. Um, hard to disagree. Bob, what do you think? Yeah, hard to disagree. I, I would like the Bulls to, to get a win. I think they deserve it yeah. because they've had a great season. I think they... Like you said, number one seed, okay, their record against winning teams is, is obviously not great. They had an MVP candidate at some point. Like, I know it kind of ta tailed off for him once the other three kind of really stepped up. But I would like to see him get that win because I think they deserve it for the way they've played this year. And that would be gutting to see. I like the balls and I, I like the team that they've got. So it is probably going to be a sweep, but I would love to see him at least get one win. I think that echoes, I think, what everyone's going to say. Everyone, no one's, everyone likes the Bulls. As I said, they've been a fun team. They've been a good team. It's good to see a massive um, franchise back being relevant again. I think the best they can hope for will be taking one game. I'd love to see that in United Centre and their fans going wild because of it. Yeah. Um, but that is literally the best. I'm with you, Chris. I actually think this is going to be a sweep. Um, mm. But we'll see. We'll see how Chicago bounce back next year. It'll be good to see them at full fitness and full health next year and see I don't, I don't know what they can really do though Dan like, no, they're, lo they're locked in they're locked in to as I said the big three unless obviously they get rid of Levine mm. um, ball to come back fair enough and Caruso that's a fun starting five but as I said do you want to potentially get back to winning you're going to have to take risks and pay luxury tax or are you just willing to be just a nice ticket where fans come and see you and play that's what they got to decide what to do but as Bob said I'm it's great that they're relevant again because they're really fun. Probably best logo in the league, best court in the league, like historic, <laughs> historic team. But as I said, they they haven't got the uh, the toughness for me against the big boys. They just they just flick it into another gear and they can't get near them. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, I'd I'd like to see them at full health next year and, and maybe mm. work a few things a few things out. And uh, 
And yeah, give, give them another go. We'll see what happens with Chicago next season. Right, guys. The 4-5 matchup. This should be fun. This should be fun. Get your popcorn ready. Um, Bobby, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> the blockbuster trade. I come to James Harden first because we've seen in the last 24 hours, James Harden say into the media, I don't feel any pressure. There is no pressure. Is he right? No. No, no, of course he's not. not. Right. He's I not mean, right. don't don't get me wrong. They have they, got to speak this way, and they can't sit there and go, "Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm scared yeah. at the minute. Like, I can't have another playoff loss." No, he's got to come out and he's got to talk the talk the big talk. But there is pressure. There is pressure. There is expectations of this team to deliver. And when you make a trade like you made, I know Simmons had to go no matter what. But when you bring in a player of Harden's quality, there is expectations. He's lying through his teeth if he doesn't feel there's any pressure to it. Yeah, 100%. And sticking on your man, Joel Embiid, for a second, um, we've spoken as well. He's done everything asked of him in terms of the MVP conversation. He's been more healthy. He's been more rounded. He's shot well. He's, he's delivered monster numbers. He's led this team very well this year and yet probably going to get snubbed again for MVP. That's an injustice, isn't it? A little bit. And... Uh... Listen, I don't want to sound too biased because I haven't got no issue with Jokic winning it or Giannis winning it. It's, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I've got no issue with winning it. It, it, it. For me, the weird injustice comes from the media, how he was the consensus number one um, and there are people using the Harden trade against him. The argument of Harden's not as good anymore, but then when it comes to the MVP conversation, it's, well, Joe Embiid had Harden. Um, it, it was just a weird situation because his form didn't drop off. In fact, at one point, he dropped 40-something points and 15 rebounds and his odds got worse. It, 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 it's just a little bit sour towards the end. It's not so much him not winning it because the other two, whoever it is, looks like it's going to be your favourite guy, Dan. Um, but it, it, it just stings a little bit that it just didn't feel just towards the end. It just felt like suddenly out of the blue and people's forgotten about and he was never going to win it, that's all. Yeah. Uh, I'll only cry for a bit. Yeah, we'll come on to uh, matchups in a minute. But Chris, your Toronto Raptors, um, I'm sure you've got plenty of receipts in the pocket this season because, again, everybody seemed to write them off. They said this is going to be a development year for them. They won't be competitive early. You know, they might sneak into the playoffs. Um, It wasn't great to start with, but when you work things out and you're at full health, boy, is this team a matchup for anybody. The Heat's seen that several times on every occasion that we played you this year. You're a, 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 as, a, as a starting five, it's as good as anything across the NBA. Um, how can the Raptors get through this series, navigate through this series? What's going to be the key thing here for the Raptors to get through? To make the role players beat us, which is what we've done all season series, really. But the Raptors are so much further along than I thought they would be. They've got so many players under 24, 23 years old that I thought in two, three years' time would be good. Trent's taken a massive jump. Your boy Precious has been sensational since All-Star. Pascal's been incredible. Scotty Barnes is, as I said, trending into being a big, big star in this league. Um, Well, basically, it's where the, the roles have reversed from the 2019 series, where the Sixers had all the size and put all the stress on us. And now I feel like it's... Roles reversed, where other than Fred, uh, Fred, every single player is like six foot seven, six foot eight. So crashing the boards, we're going to double team Joel and Bede. 
Uh, obviously, limit Harden best we can, but Embiid might still get his because he's just too too dominant. It's just I think whether it depends how the whistle goes because they're going to foul quite a lot. They're, they're uh, an aggressive defence, so they're going to foul quite a lot anyway. But it's ultimately going to be to make the role players beat, beat us. And they haven't shown that in the season series. So that's what's going to come down to, really. And all the question marks about, obviously, Harden and his first step. Can he get past someone, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're going to see whether we double... You can't double both of them because then we're going to lose this series. So they're going to live with doubling Joel and saying to James, well, you're going to have to beat us in isolation. So... That's what I think they're going to build it on. And it's just whether it goes the same way as the season series did. Because, don't get me wrong, neither coach has shown their hand, especially Nick Nurse, who's probably got 14 different books of defences that he plays. So if they think they've seen everything they're going to throw it in, then there'll be something, something else weird they all play and they would have never seen before. So yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be a bloodbath, mate. And as I said, from my point of view, there's no pressure on us whatsoever. And that's why. When it starts... Don't get me wrong, we're all going to be stressed. We all want our teams to win. But in 2019, it was the questions about, is Kawhi going to stay? Is the team going to be blown up? Have they had enough? It was that or bust. We didn't know what was going to happen with the Sixers. Ultimately, they broke up as well at the same time. But that wasn't the question mark on that team. Whereas now it's questions about Harden. It's questions about uh, Doc. It's questions. So for us, it's like, we're supposed to be planning for two, three years down the line. So this yeah. is like, it's just, um, it's, it just go, go with how, what happens with us. But all the pressure's on the Sixers and we're just revving in it now because it's just like, we think, we think we're a bad matchup for them and we're going to see. But ultimately, they've got the star power. Normally in the, pre- in the playoffs, stars make the difference. So it's, it's, it's not a foregone conclusion just to say regular season with this, playoffs is that ultimately there's, a, there's so many adjustments and things going to need to be made. So yep. yeah, it's, it's going to be a really, really good series. Really it looking is, forward to it. It is going to be I'm incredible. Not. And um, Bob, Chris took... <laughs> Chris took the next question there out of my mouth because that was the next thing I was going to ask you is that you you normally would say that star power wins the games. You've got the best two players on the court, I would say. I think that's fair. Um, Home advantage as well, but also all the pressure. This is a free hit for the Raptors, really, as Chris said. They're further along down the line. Uh, Most people would have had them, whoever they would have come up against, as a first-round exit anyway. Um, because, you know, the best they would have done is come up against one of the big four teams there in the conference. So all the pressure is on you. Um, is that going to be a problem? <laughs> I don't like the way this podcast is going. Um, <laughs> yes. And the only thing that concerns me about the Sixers going into the playoffs is it's concerned me every every year I've been, been a fan, is I think the Sixers are a better team on paper. I think the Sixers, as Chris said, we've got the star power. We've got the players to beat the Raptors. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, the problem is, as I always find, is how are we still going into playoffs? And I still don't know the identity of this team. Yeah. You know, if you look at the good teams, you look at Raps, look at Bucks, look at Celtics, look at Miami, you know this, you know, I know that Raps are good at throwing up different plays and stuff like that. But, you know, number one thing is, is they're well drilled. You know, if you're going to lose games, it might be because of an off-shooting night. It might be just because one thing wasn't working. With the Sixers, it could be one of 50 things. It, it, it just feels like there's no identity to this team. So that's what concerns me is obviously when we come up against teams that know what they're doing on the court, it seems to cause us all kinds of problems. When we're coming up against teams that are a little bit more chaos, 
we're, we, we seem to fare fine because it's chaos versus chaos a little bit. So that's my concerns going into it. Is, yeah, the Sixers have got all the, all the pressure because why wouldn't they? You know, you're talking about the MVP guy. You're talking about Harden who's got obviously tons of pressure on him because it's Harden and he's got to deliver in the playoffs. Coming up against a team that's going to say, we're going to take what you're good at take that away from me. What are you going to do next? And what is next for the Sixers really scares me because it's not good enough, in my opinion. Yep, absolutely. Um, we could see here, if it's a first round exit um, for the Sixers, uh, Doc probably going. Whilst we're on that, just on the flip side, if um, if the Raptors go out first round, which, you know, wouldn't be uh, standard at this moment, <laughs> could, we see, could we see Nick Nurse in LA, Chris? No Welcome chance. to LA. No chance, mate. Oh, you can't roll me up for this thing. You can't roll me up, mate. I'm, I'm literally, they've already moved on. They're already talking about uh, Mark Jackson now, so it's fine. Oh, really, <laughs> no, really uh, unfortunately, really weather, weather's not enough, mate. That that team is cursed. That team's in trouble for a long time. It is uh, the Lakers, though, but... Uh, uh, as I said in private, I would, I would half love him to just do one training session, one drill with those players and then look around how confused <laughs> they would look. The defensive schemes they're trying to play. Like, oh, it'll just be the best, but absolutely yeah, but no so, time. He's, he's so good at getting things out of players that you wouldn't expect from great player development. <laughs> I don't know about you, Dan, but I think he'd be great in LA. I really <laughs> do. He's a bust. He's a bust. Into LA. Oh, we've done this already. We're not going to get a nibble out of him, Bob. Um, no chance. No I'll chance. tell you what, though, Dan. If it's not going to be Nurse, I, you know... Doc Rivers is a fantastic coach, really good coach. <laughs> I think he'd be great in LA, as much as I'd hate to lose him. Like, you know, and there's no, and there's no 3-1 leads to lose or anything like that. Yeah, so he'd be fine. Great guy. Great guy. Yep. Um, Bobby's campaigning for it already. Um, right. Let's get on to it then, guys. Final question tonight. Your serious predictions for the Sixers versus Raptors. Chris, let's start with you. Um, I believe it's. <laughs> <laughs> solely rests on what James Harden looks like. If he looks like Not he does, fears, you know, <laughs> he looks like he does in the series uh, this, this season, then uh, I, I think we, we win. But if he's the second best player in the series, then the Sixers will win because they should do, because as I said, you can't double both players. But it all hinges on Harden uh, and how he turns up, really. If Pascal Seconds is the second best player, Fred's the second best player, then I think we win. I think... Saying that though, I still think that I'm going to lean sixes in seven only because of, as I said about star power, they get you over the line. Uh, I do think it's literally a coin toss this series because I believe that although I know Bob said you've got the team to beat us, I, I actually think you've got the two to beat us. I think the rest of the, I think you've got the two stars and I think the rest of them, I think we've got the rest of the best players in the series, in my opinion, in the role players. But the problem is the two are so dominant on their day that it, they can just make up for all, all the disadvantages. But as you said, Bob, if we, you're not going to, be able to take Joel out of the series enough uh, completely, but if you can make it difficult on him or tire him out or wear him down with a constant transition running, things like that, then I think we can get the job done. But I do lean sixes because I worry about the aggressive fouling and the, and the free throws numbers and you get into the line 40 times and us like 15, like... That's a real concern because they're so aggressive that they do foul a lot. Yeah. And it's also because they're very intelligent players at drawing fouls. So I would lean sixes in seven. Okay. But, if, but if we take one of these first two games, you're yeah. in trouble in Game this on. series. Game on. Yeah. Yep. Very, uh, yep. very fair, very measured. Bob, what do you think? Listen, I've got to be confident. I've got to be confident. Yeah. 
It's like, oh, we go out, then maybe Rivers is gone. <laughs> we go for no, I, listen, I'm going to go confident. I'm going to believe these boys. I'm going to believe the hype in the media. I'm going to fall for it. I'm going to fall for it that Harden's going to come out and prove that he's been holding himself back. Get that heart out, Burr. Yeah, so I'm, 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 heart listen, out. I, am, I am flapping. There's no doubt about it because we could lose the series, but I'm going to go with, I think, the star power do. So I'm going to say sixes and six. Do I really believe it? I don't know, but we're going to go with sixes and six. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Love it. Heart, heart rules at head. All about you, yeah. Dan. Um, I'm going to say that the sixes have been processing for a long time. They've been working towards this moment. They've failed before and they need to now, you know, Joel, and, Joel Embiid and James Harden will be the best two players on, on any call on most games. This is where you earn your money. This is why you're MVPs and scoring champions and so on. Um, I think that that should mean that the Sixers edge it, but you don't write off the Toronto Raptors. They're a good, well-oiled team with a very good coaching yeah. system. They will work you out more often than they get worked out. Having said that, yeah, if the Sixers turn up, it should be Sixers in six. I'll add, I'll add your receipts to the ever-growing list. <laughs> absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And it all starts tomorrow. I can't wait for it. Great game. We are all together, us three. So that'll be fun with me sitting yeah. with my feet up, watching you two uh, taking chunks out of each other. That's right, Dan. I'll enjoy chatting to you, Bob. Like, you just help yourself to the sides because that's it. We won't be chatting. No, this is what we're here for, boys. The playoffs are about to start. I can't wait for it. The most evenly matched it's ever been. For, well, from what since we've been following, we know that. Um, can't wait for it. We'll find out who the Heat get by the morning time as well. That'll be fun. Um, great to talk to you, Chris and Bob. Bobby, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me mostly on, on Twitter. I've got two accounts. One I'm most active on is the Bobby Healy, or you can find me at Sixers Bobby. On Fantastic, Twitter. mate. And Chris? You can find me at CJ Howard 88 Great stuff. Yes, follow them. They're good lads. They're, they're not biased. They'll debate with anybody. So, uh, yeah, go and give them a follow. Um, great, great conversation. Really enjoyed that. We'll get that up straight away. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode, hopefully talking about a heat with a couple of games up against <laughs> who knows yet. But we'll, uh, we'll come on to it, guys. Thanks for joining me. And uh, we'll catch up next week. Take it easy. See you later. See you, mate. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.